everybody. Welcome to another episode of Vermingard. I am your dungeon master, Frankie, as always. And I am actually here before the adventure to explain to everyone that our heroes have actually leveled up in between episodes. So now they are level three. I know that doesn't seem, yeah, I know that doesn't sound like a big jump, but uh, it is. And these early levels are pretty, pretty important for making your character stronger and more survivable and giving a more utility and things like that. So we're going to, before we start, I'm going to go ahead and go around and ask everybody what that means for their characters and what changes they might've made. If you're not interested in listening to this, if you're just, you know, don't want to hear the behind the scenes stuff, you know, just fast forward until you hear the me setting the scene for the spectacular adventure, but we're actually going to go ahead and start with Benji. What is new with Dante? Well, I am glad you asked, sir. Uh, Dante, the big thing which everyone has, uh, has is we've gone from a proficiency bonus of two to three. And that's pretty big because that affects uh, our attack rolls, affects our skills, uh, I believe saving throws on there. Of course, got uh, third level stamina points. So I'm now clocking in at a total of 39 stamina points. Oh, so many. Yeah, well, don't worry. I'm sure you'll take them away quickly. Mm-hmm. And uh, for he picked a new secret, inspiring word. So right now, with everybody in the group, we're allowed to go ahead and take an hour rest, and we're able to use one of our stamina die to get back either spell points for spellcasters or hit points if we wish, or stamina points in this game. Uh, however, that only happens during the sleep. With me, I can three times a day or three times a long sleep. I can do this as long as there's an ally within sixty feet. I can make sure that everyone is going to have the same ability as they would if they were resting. So they can either do one stamina die to gain back hit points or to gain spell points back. So that's going to help us a lot, I think. That's, that is an awesome move. That's, that's going to be really helpful in the future. I'll have to take that under consideration now. Now I can start, you know, throwing tougher encounters at you guys. Um, <laughs> uh, Dodger, what's, what's new with Toby? Hey there. Uh, so with Toby, um, if the listeners would like to follow me, if you guys have the core rulebook at page 49, uh, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> um, so actually not much has happened with uh, Toby. Um, he did level up also, but um, his proficiency went up to three like the rest of us. Uh, his stamina points up to 24 hit points. And for my actual class, my calling um, ratter upgrade, I'm actually holding off on that. Uh, I'm going to try to see what else is going to go on in the story and see what fits with Toby um, as it comes along. And that's pretty much it. I like it. I like it. Keeping everybody in suspense. Good move. All right, AJ, what's going on with Gordon? What kind of cool killing power did you give it? Gordo uh, has a proficiency bonus of three now. Um, uh, Skills are up. Uh, each one by one, my highest being Traverse, which is a plus six. Um, and I also got Cleave, mm. which is basically like it, I just I I just can't kill one person. Mm-hmm. And if they're in this, if they're, if they're within the uh, within my hammer's range, I can annihilate one dude and just keep swinging into another dude's crotch. I like it. And then if they fall, do you get to keep going? Uh, I think so. I mean, I do get... Um, yeah, if I drop one opponent, opponent, I am allowed to attack another um, within melee range. 
Got it. They don't have a stipulation like it does in some of the old D and D stuff where you had to have great cleave to do multiple cleaves. God. So I think that's just going to be up to you. Like maybe if I'm being surrounded and they cross Gordon's threshold, you know, the splash zone is what I, Mm -hmm. what I call it. The splash zone. And I didn't know this about, uh, what's it called a uh, level two, but uh, Benji actually helped me out with it. I can reap for fighting style for with great weapons. I can reroll ones and twos over uh, oh, when yeah. rolling damage. So that was pretty neat. Nice. I like it. Very good. All right, Morgan, what's, what's, what sort of new magical stuff does CJ got? Oh man. CJ has so many things. Um, so of course, obviously the proficiency, the proficiency bonus went up. So now I'm at three. Uh, everything else went up. I, uh, actually have an intelligence. Um, what's the word? Intelligence, uh, modifier, modifier plus five, which Ooh. I wish I had in real life. Um, the other things that I got, I got two new spells, uh, Fireball, which is a good old standby, uh, and Haste, which actually gives plus two defense to whoever I, I cast the spell on, uh, and advantage on saving throws. Excellent. Yeah, Haste is a really good spell. It's going to be really beneficial for you guys. So I'm it looks like, excited. yeah, it looks like you guys have some survivability, some new, uh, some new utility things that you can use to, you know, switch up your combat and hopefully make you, uh, you know, more deadly, I guess is the way to say it. Um, Dante has water in the lungs. That is true. That is, that is new. Well, I mean, in terms of the story that is new, but Dante has been living with that real time for about almost a month and a half. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Well, cool. So that, that about does it for your guys's leveling. So we're going to just go ahead and jump right into the game. So, you all stand on the main road heading up to Breezewell Harbor, the capital city of Gilligrod. You have just met with Weiler, who, after some convincing, namely in the uh, the realm of getting attacked by a Federax patrol, has agreed to assist you. But what you've also learned is that the entire island is being brought to Breezewell to be safe within its walls. And that is where you're heading now. Not only are you heading there, but your prisoner, a cat that you took last time, is tied up and in a wheelbarrow and unconscious. So the Breezewell, from the map that you have, you'll probably be there in a couple hours. Weiler said to go ahead of him and he'll be behind you. He just had some stuff to take care of first. But he will meet you there uh, in short order. So what's who, who's pushing the wheelbarrow? What's the what's the marching order? I, I am pushing Gordon, the wheelbarrow. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So Gordon's pushing. Uh, the weather has not eased up at all, as I've said numerous times. Just to hammer this home, the weather out in the the water is much worse than it is here on the island. Uh, you're sort of in the eye of the storm, as it were, but it is not nearly as calm as that would. Imp- implicate it is still raining very hard the wind is blowing quite hard (laughs) lots of hard uh the lightning overhead has not eased up thunder is almost constantly ringing through your ears as you're watching these lightning strikes not even not even miles off the shore just off off the distance you can see them crashing down into the the waves um so everyone go ahead and give me a traverse check, please. 14 for Dante. 
14 for Dante. 16 for CJ. 16 for CJ. 15 for Toby. 15 for Toby. Modified 20 for Gordon. Excellent. So all of you are like, uh, we're doing this. Gordon, you're, you're pushing forward with a wheelbarrow. You're, you're digging your heels into the mud. The road has gotten muddy because of the rain. And you can just see it start the, the deep grooves that have been made over the years from wagon wheels are starting to fill up with water. And it's just making traveling that much harder. But you're all able to move through it without much difficulty. So Where we're going, we don't need roads. Sorry, I had to do it. (laughs) You're fine. Where you're going, you hope that they have paved roads, uh, but you might not be so lucky. So over the course of the journey, you don't see anybody coming from the road you are going up. You would imagine that if there truly were refugees heading to the city, they're either already there or taking a different path. You know, the the village that you would pass by on the way to Weiler was empty already, save for one family getting their wagon out. So you can imagine that people probably have already made their way there. And just as the rain begins to pick up its intensity, you see it. You see Breezewell Harbor over a hill. You start walking down this road. You're doing your best not to slip in the mud and you can see this city. It is much bigger than the villages that you've seen on this island so far. It is uh, completely surrounded by walls that you would estimate are probably 60 feet high. But as you start getting closer, you realize that there is housing. There's small towns outside the walls. You can, Im- you can imagine that as the city began to prosper and grow larger, that they couldn't, you know, fit all these buildings and homes and stores and, and things inside the walls any longer. So they, they put them outside, you know, they haven't really had much of a reason to, to fear anything in the last 15 years. And as far as you know, most of the stuff on this Island is fairly recent in terms of uh, settlements, just because after the war, there was, you know, a lot more extra space and less fear of, you know, approaching army. And from what you guys could tell, Weiler helped make that town you pass by. So it wouldn't be too difficult to surmise that a lot of people have moved here in the last 15 years. But as you you get closer, you realize there is a large crowd outside the city walls. And the rain and the thunder had been covering their, their sounds. But as you get closer, you can now hear shouting and just... The, the, the a cacophony of different noises, wagons, people shouting, crying, people talking, just all these these noises. So as you get closer to the city, you can make out that they are gathered around this entrance, yes, but most of them are gathered around a single guard, a Dalmatian who's standing on a box, who's shouting out orders to everybody waiting to get into the city. Everyone. Form an orderly line. Families on the left side. Individuals on the right. If you have any weapons or can fight, please speak to the guard inside the gates. And you guys are at the the back of the line. So do do we go on the family line? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about you guys, but I'm I'm going in an individual line. I'm going to leave the wheelbarrow there and just leave the group. (laughs) Oh, oh, no. Um, We'll look at Dante. 
and just kind of like look towards the unconscious cat that we have in the wheelbarrow and then look back at Dante and look from Dante back to the unconscious cat that we have in the wheelbarrow. <laughs> do you want me to do something with the cat? I think we should I... do something with the cat. <laughs> Toby takes off his uh, cloak and he puts it over the cat. <laughs> he's like, oh. he's sleeping. <laughs> oh, you oh, tucked yeah. him in. That's so nice. Yeah. Just, I mean, it's, it's going to be a little weird. Especially for the people around us, if we have an unconscious, we might catch a cold. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yes. Yeah. Okay. But once we get inside, we should probably find a way to get, you know, info I out mean, of him. Think, and, you know. Yeah. Okay. Well, which line? Which one's going faster? None of them look like they're going anywhere. Can I take a notice check for that? Yes. Cool. Oh. I. Oh, close to a 20. 19 plus uh, proficiency. Oh, 22. <laughs> 23. 23. So you notice that the the lines are, the, the family line's moving a lot slower than the individual line. The But the, the thing is, is the lines are going to the same area, which is inside the walls that you can see the, the gate is open. So it is a set of these giant thick wooden doors that is the gate into the city and they're open. And you can see above that, there is a iron wrought uh, gate that would drop behind them to, you know, support the, uh, the, the, the doors, if there was ever an actual attack and, you know, to have conversations through, if, you know, you didn't want to open the, the wooden doors, everyone seems to be piling into a, uh, the area on the outside or the other side of those doors. And it doesn't look like anyone's going anywhere once they're inside that spot. But you can't see past the, you know, hundreds of people in front of you. Hmm. Well, we can wait here. Or we do have, and looks at the wheelbarrow that is now covered up. We do have, how you say, uh, a inroad to get inside. Perhaps if we were to show on the guards our friend here. They Sounds might not, we don't qualify for the individual or the family. True. That could help us out. What do you think, Gordon? Uh, I think it's a shot. I mean, if we could do this without causing a ruckus among us, then... Oh. Well, hold on, hold on. Who said anything about a ruckus? Can you well, describe okay. the ruckus? Well, <laughs> You want to use them as your fast pass is what I'm getting. Front of the line pass. No, no, no. yes. <laughs> but anyways, so you, what you can see also is that it's not just that single Dalmatian ushering people in lines. He has people around him, guards that are talking to individuals, and they seem to be answering questions and talking to people. Well, Gordon, you want to be brave? Let's go up. What do you think? Or do you okay. think it costs too much of a problem? I mean, I'm not really sure. It's... They already know that they were in war right now. Yeah, look, it's honestly, this is probably gonna be our only shot. If if you want to get anything done, I'm tired. Yes. I'm tired. Do you want me to spell you for a while? The wheelbarrow? No, I got it. Let's just let's just get everything in. Let's just get this cat inside. Let's just get some answers. All right, you and me. Let's go up. We'll we'll go up in front. The rest can follow, and we'll let the wheelbarrow, you know, guide us there. (laughs) Part <laughs> the seas. You know, Gordon, if Bjorn were there, he would have offered to let you ride in the wheelbarrow and he would have pushed. Gordon's going to look back and say, what does Bjorn think? And then stop. 
and then lower his head and then start pushing the wheelbarrow. It's a good day for rain. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, okay. So you you begin pushing your way forward. People are sort of absentmindedly like looking at the wheelbarrow and stepping aside as you push up until finally you get to the, uh, the front where the guards are and the Dalmatian looks down at you too. And uh, Toby and CJ, did you follow? Um, well, well, Toby, what do you think? Should we follow them or should we just hang back? Yeah, I think we should follow. We should just, we shouldn't be separated too much, especially in these crowds and everything. I guess you're right. Yes. Lean over, yeah, lean over to Gordon. You want me to do the talking or do you want to? Uh, well, you're better at talking than, than, than I am. No, no, I just talk a lot. That's Gordon, all. they will I know you're better at talking. You. He just has more practice. All right, yeah. so I will take the, uh, I will get a hold on the blanket, or the cloak, I'm sorry, that's on, on top of the cat. Um, so the Dalmatians go down. Scusi, um, which line for captured enemy? So he, he stops for a moment, looks and down. And the cloak. He, he, he looks between you and the Dalmatian, you and the Dalmatian, you and Gordon, Gordon Dalmatian, looks at himself. <laughs> um, and then he hesitates for a moment and, and almost stutters and then he motions to uh a dog at his side uh, a golden lab and he immediately points you backwards and starts following you to move you around the line and he quickly overtakes you to go on the front and he is as best as he can it is a stressful situation uh moving people out of the way and shouting Step aside, step aside. So look back at the rest and shrug like it worked. <laughs> do you all follow him in through the gates? I do. I do too. I will. Yeah, I have, right. I have the cat. You do have the cat. So as the lines being made, a hush kind of goes over the crowd momentarily as everyone's staring at you. Uh you you actually Cover catch- the cat back up. <laughs> <laughs> you actually get a look at the 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 family that you had uh, talked to before you met Weiler. They're still waiting to get inside, and they're they're kind of staring uh, before the the father goes back to trying to get his horses to to move through the crowd into the inner city. So once you make it through, you can see that the two lines have been divvied up, and there are two desks on each side covered by a, a tent, and they seem to be taking a census of who's coming in and what sort of materials they have, any sort of... You're hearing this converse, these conversations as you move past, like just trying to get a an idea of who's coming into the city, where what's, what township they're from, et cetera, et cetera. And you can see, that, uh, I think the only person here who might have come to this port might have been Dante. Dante, have you been here before? Dante has not been here, actually. Okay. So I have actually sent everyone a map that I have drawn of Breezewell Harbor. And I will have it posted on our social media as long as everyone promises not to make fun of me. Dude, Uh, this is old school. This is OSR, baby. He worked very hard on it. I did. I used multiple colored maps and everything. We're so proud of of it. We put it on the top of the refrigerator. Yeah. You have no idea. On top of it. Just on top. <laughs> no one else can see it, but Jesus, because it's good for him. It's true. He it likes is. it. He does. So you guys have come through the South Gate and are now in the 
inner walls of the city. And as you can see in front of you, there is actually a secondary gate. It's not marked on the map, but this map, it is called the secondary gate. Um, and everyone give me a notice check, please. Okay. 14 for Dante. 14. 10 for CJ. 10. 19 for Gordon. 19. And 12 for Toby. Excellent. Um, th- everybody sees this. The city is jam-packed with people. You, th- th- This almost uh, rivals the festival at Beaurepas in terms of the amount of bodies just on the street right now. Now, granted, it's not as many as Beaurepas just because Beaurepas was a much bigger place, but everyone's just crammed in. The, the noise is unreal. People are crying, clutching at each other. Some people are are laughing, maybe not taking it as seriously as they should, but it is just jam-packed with dogs and cats. You see all manner of other creatures, birds, lizards, frogs, turtles, fish people, of course. Not those gnarly, you know, anglerfish that oh, you no, saw. No, no. Yeah, they they have their own, they're having their own party back home. Um but the guard brings you to a bigger tent. This one looks to be the commanding officer's tent. There are a constant stream of soldiers and individuals running in and out. It, it, it's not a closed tent like uh, you you would guess like a camping tent, but it's more of like a tarp that's been put up over uh, some poles just to keep the rain off of this desk and keep everything open so that they can see outside. And the dog leads you right up to that tent, pushing aside people. And as these soldiers and officers move aside, you see the the, peop- the person that they're talking to is a large Tibetan Mastiff ca- with the captain insignia on her armor. And she looks up from her paperwork and, and hands off a letter to a soldier who immediately goes sprinting away. And she sees the, the guard that's brought you and then finally looks at all of you. And she stands up. The guard whispers something to her and she snaps her fingers and uh, soldiers begin moving towards the wheelbarrow. Um, I'll remove they, the cloak. So the minute you do that, they sort of recoil for a moment and go to reach for their, their weapons. But it was only like a, a split second that you see that in their eyes. Um, go ahead, Benji, you give me a notice check, please. Sure. Uh, that will be, wow, a, another 14. 14. These, my sol- thing. these soldiers that are surrounding um, the captain, you get the impression that most of them were probably children when Federax was around. It seems like this is not a battle-tested group. However, Cap- uh, the captain definitely looks like she's seen some battles. Her her snout is covered in old scars. Her uh, her hands uh, that you just something you notice she's actually missing a couple fingers. Um, on both paws, and she she looks like probably the toughest individual out of that group. Maybe that's why she's captain. Who knows? Um. 
but that's what you notice. I will snap a quick salute to her. She she sees you do that and and she salutes back and she steps from behind the uh the table and she says So I see you've brought us a prisoner. May I uh, know the name of I, you individuals? Oh, um look back at Gordon and Dodger and CJ and the name. You you mean the our well I am Dante myself. Uh Dodger, do we have a name yet? Don't you mean Toby? I mean, excuse me. Like, imagine, like, I blip into the world. Like, oh, God. Why are there animals everywhere? Okay. Just start right, screaming. Hold on a second. Let's go back on that. I kind of look over. So Dante will look back at Toby and Gordon and CJ and kind of look around. Does, does, do we have a name yet? Uh-huh. Um, I, I look back. I'm, I'm Dante. Hold on for the rest. Uh, she, oh she looks expectantly at all of you. Um, we, I, I don't believe we really know her name. Hi, I'm, I'm, I'm CJ. Nice, nice to meet you. Uh, I, I, I don't believe we've caught her name, have we? Uh, I mean, oh, what's in her name? We're introducing ourselves. Um, I don't, I don't want to know the cat's name. I want to know your name. I'm, I'm so sorry, ma'am. You're very intimidating. Sorry. Uh, my name is CJ, but I've already said that I'm going to shut up now and I'm just going to sit down and I sit down. <laughs> like on the floor. <laughs> yes. We're much better at acting than um, talking sometimes, as you can see. Um, we were sent here, uh, Capitano, by, well, actually originally sent here by uh, a member of the Vermingard from Beaurepas. We had learned to kind of let them let that soak in for a second. Yeah, so she, you say that, and she sort of lets out this big guffaw, like of just a big <laughs> vermin guard, and just staring right at her, not even flinching. Is that see? That is what I said. Oh, right. Bo was attacked a little over. Uh, how long has it been now, GM? It's been. Uh, it's pushing into the the third week, almost fourth right. week. So it's a little over three weeks ago, Borapa was attacked by some of these same people. They follow, they're pretty much fanatics to believe Fedrax still lives. They attacked Borapa. We had heard word that they might attack Gilligrad. We tried to get here in time to help to warn you. Unfortunately, as you know, we were too late. We managed to, our ship got out to tell Borapa in the mainland about what had happened. We were able to, and I'm <laughs> I'm still got some water in the lungs to swim the rest of the way in. And during and, all of this, uh, Toby's hand grips on the horn, mm-hmm. and it's like they attacked my home. And no, we, we're late here, but we can still help. We 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 know we we might know what they're going to do. She's standing in front of you with her her hand on the hilt of her sword, and she is looking over the cat that's tied up in the wheelbarrow. Her men are, are starting to surround. She kind of puts a hand up towards you guys and like an emotion to step back. Um, sure. Uh, does everyone comply or does any, does anyone not probably be better? Dante, Dante takes a step back away from I it. Did. Yeah. Gordon does room. do. I take a step back. Same. Okay. So as, as you do that, she, one of the guards comes up and has uh, what basically looks like a, one of those long poles with the the leash on the end of it that dog catchers would use, and they slip it over the the cat's neck. The cat is still unconscious. 
you guys really did a number on it. And they pick up the wheelbarrow. Another guard picks up the wheelbarrow and they start moving it. And the guards sort of like flank on either side of it, obscuring the view as they start moving this cat somewhere else in the city. Um, the captain goes back around her desk and begins signing uh, what looks to be a piece of paper about something and hands it to another guard who quickly goes off with the rest, leaving you with her and two other guards in the in the tent. And she she nods at you and sits back down behind her desk and begins writing. I'm going to look at Dante. Dante's looking over at Gordon right now going, Um, is this this where we leave? Hi. Uh, So I'm I'm Gordon. I didn't really get a chance to uh, introduce myself, but that's me, uh, Bray Orchards, if you've heard of us. Um, So we've seen some shit. Um, And it looks like you guys are kind of going through a very similar thing that we've experienced. Is there anything that we can we can do to help? Do you, so, do you like maybe we can trade what what we know with what you know? So she finishes writing what she she's working on, does it a quick read, like glance over, and then sets her her quill down and looks back at you guys. And she steeples her her fingers, well, what she has left in front of her, yeah. and uh, sort of leans forward, and she says, "I appreciate you all telling me your names." And I am appreciative of you bringing that prisoner to be questioned. I will return your formalities with mine. My name is Captain Ursa. I am in control of the city as it stands right now. Sick. I'm going to explain the situation to you. You seem more able-bodied than the rest of the people inside this city. Hell, even on this island, she says with sort of a, uh, a rueful laugh. And um, she moves some papers aside so you can see an actual, she has a map that's under everything with some markings and things on top of it. And it's a bird bird's eye view over the city that extends uh, to the rest of the island. <clears throat> we are now the home of nearly every individual on this island. That is about 2,000 individuals. I have 80 guards, and I have 150 volunteers, most too long in the tooth or too short, if you know what I mean. I have three miles of wall to man with 230 soldiers. She glances over her shoulder where the the interior wall is, and you can see the harbor is right next to you guys, and there are... There are about two dozen ships of various sizes sitting in the harbor. When this all broke out, I ordered the closure of the harbor gate. Before that happened, several ships tried to make a go of it at the open sea, and they were either shot out of the water by magic or boarded and added to their armada. So I deemed it necessary to shut the harbor before they could get inside that's the only advantage we have right now at this moment is these walls and she you know gestures to the walls around you guys so if i were to explain the situation in one word to you all it would be bad 
Now, I can use all the help that I can get, but she, you know, glances at all of you. Four more swords, as it were, probably isn't enough to turn this tide. So I ask, back to your earlier point, Dante, was it? See, si. Dante, you had said that you arrived here on another ship and that you had to swim the rest of the way. Is that correct? We, uh, well, some of us were on a boat. Some of us got knocked out of a small dinghy where it, we, myself and had to swim for part of it. Uh, we were attacked by some sort of uh, anglerfish in a cave. Her, her brow sort of furrows at that. Anglerfish in a cave. It looked like they had the, um, it was a sea cave and they attacked us. I do not know if this is in concert with the people invading or not, or is this something that is normal on this island? So are you What's telling me that, come from? are you telling me that this is not a usual thing in your caves here? She slowly shakes her head. No, the, I'm, I am aware of the deep ones. They're a, a boogeyman, an urban legend to keep the kids from swimming too far out in the waters nearby. Are you trying to tell me that you actually saw them? I saw them as much as I have seen people who swear Federax still lives. Capitano. Hmm. Uh, and who? actually like move his, because he got, he got, did Dante get bit? No, he didn't get bit. He just had the water log. But said, we, we took, we were able to take some out, but they gave their fair share. She sits there for a moment, uh, clearly <laughs> troubled by that information, um, but she sort of puts it into the back of her mind. There's some pre more pressing matters at hand. Uh, does anyone have knowledge in nature? Ooh, mm, let me check no, that. I do not. That would be that would be me. CJ. I think. <laughs> Yeah, you have knowledge of everything, basically. I do, because I'm such a uh, smart You've got a cat. plus five to knowledge on that one. Yep, no nature, plus five. Should I roll? Yes, give me a roll. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Twelve. Twelve. All right. You, if you had to guess why these things are there when this resident of the island seems to think that they are, you know, boogeymen. You could maybe surmise that the massive storms that are going on offshore have irritated some of the creatures that live in the waters. Hmm. That's your best guess. It's not, you, you're, you have no evidence to back that up. But from what you've read and seen in your your books when you were doing your studying, yes. that sounds like something that could be possible. I mean, it's as good of a theory as any. Well, then I raise a paw and I go, ma'am, I'm not a smart cat, but I am the smartest cat within this group. And I do believe Just that, turn. <laughs> <laughs> that perhaps these... Rocking of the seas has led these people, these fish people, these fish things to go into this cave. And they're probably not super stoked on it. She nods her, her head and says, well, if this was a normal day, I would consider that at the top of my priority list. But as it stands right now, 
it sits fairly low. You don't think that but these two are connected? <laughs> it, it is possible, but we'll have to cross that bridge when we get there. Dante, as you were explaining, before that, you had to have gotten here on an actual ship. What happened to that ship? They, Because we saw the blockade, we tried to sneak in with a dinghy to get past them. The wave robber, uh, which hails out of seashell, was the term that Capitano said he would go back. His uh, Fishai is his name. He is to go back to Seashell and to get word to Beaurepas of what is happening here. She she nods and says, well, we at least have that silver lining on these dark storm clouds. We have not been able to get a letter out. Every attempt that we've made through Carrier Pigeon or by sea has been thwarted. I can't imagine any any of our messages have gotten through that storm. But so I just like drops like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> but if what you say is true, if your ship did manage to get out, there is still hope. We just need to hold here and buy time until the Royal Navy can come to us. Well, I have nothing else planned. Um, doesn't look like I'm going to be leaving the island anytime soon. I do not know about my companions, but I am willing to offer my sword. She nods and, and stand, stands up. She says, have you served before? I served in the First War of Federax Navy. I was she, a Marine. She nods and, and looks you up and down and then, and then moves forward to the rest of the group. She she looks over each one of you individually, and um, if she has any sort of feelings about you one way or the, another, she does not express them on her face. Um, she finally spins back around and regards all of you, and she says, I am in sore need of experienced soldiers. I don't care if you have served... In the army, if you were an adventurer, if you were a mercenary, whatever you were, if you have some sort of experience in fighting, I need you. You're invaluable to me. As I said before, I have 230 individuals, and that's only with volunteers. If, and this is more than likely the, the possibility, it comes down to it, I am going to need to conscript able-bodied individuals from the civilians. How many veterans do you have among the normal guard? 30, perhaps. Buffungo. Those are my officers. Keeping the rest in line. But even that, those that are veterans, if they, if they serve in the, in the last war, like myself, we're getting, we're getting up there in the years. He nods and laughs grimly. <laughs> so, I need I need to know. He she she looks at uh, you, Dante, seeing the the cutlass at your side and Gordon with his armor and his hammer. That basically, you know, explains what you guys do pretty perfectly. But then her eyes uh, fall on Toby, and she looks at you and she says, "What sort of expertise are you bringing to the table, young one?" He um, kind of strains up serious eyes and holds on to the um, dagger and horn a little firmly, but still sheath. He's like, I have sharp eyes. I'm quick and I can think on my feet. I, I, I know I can probably help out in uh, 
I raise my paw. I just know I can help. I raise we my paw. He's, he's very good at lockpicking as well. And he forgets one thing. If you will forgive, I know it has been a day of very wondrous things that you are hearing from us. But when we were helping Borapah, that young one there used a ballista to take out a rat king. I'm she, quick on making plans. She uh, she nods, sort of impressed, and and looks you over again, Toby, and she says, "I there was something else I forgot to mention in terms of our defenses. We have stripped some of the ships of their onboard defenses, and we've lined them on the walls. Unfortunately, it's not much, but we have eight ballistas. Ooh." If you have experience in manning these, I can always use firers, operators, whatever you feel most comfortable using. Okay. And she nods. Then she her eyes turn on to uh, CJ. She does a another quick look over you and says, "What sort of magic do you use?" Bailey Very good friends. magic. Oh. <laughs> Very. Good yes. Magic. Uh, no, I I have a, a multitude of long range spells that I could use, and uh, a, a bunch of different things. She kind of starts getting a little a little shuffled, a little nervous. But um, I I I feel like I I would be a, a great asset to your to your team. Uh, I have fireball, which is new for me now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she she puts, she puts a, a pop and and like sort of. With the the calming down motion, mm. I'm 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 sorry. Very strong women intimidate and excite me, and <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> Listen, I understand that you are nervous and scared right now, but I need you to get a hold of yourself. When you're nervous and scared, you make mistakes. So take a moment. Okay. Now, as I said. What kind of magic do you use? Are you offensive, defensive? What are you, what do you do? I use a lot of offensive spells, a lot of damage, a lot of damage with these paws. She nods and she steps back around and her desk and starts filling out more paperwork. And she says, "I have to question the sol- the soldier that you brought us, this Federax sympathizer." Now. The information that I get could be beneficial, but I'm not holding my breath. What do you know? What do you know for a fact? What I do know for a fact? Um, I look at the other companions and kind of like, are you guys with me? Kind of to get an approval to talk here because he doesn't want to speak for the group. No, go ahead. You're good. You're smart-ish. <laughs> just the second smartest cat in this group. Wait a moment. Let's go on. Bjorn's the third. Yes. Yes. Oh, Bjorn. <laughs> R.I.P. Well, not really, but you know. Uh, we were, we were able to, as I mentioned before, we were able to repel. There was a number of sympathizers, a large number that impacted Borapa. There were hundreds dead. They attacked during the ceremony, uh, the the monarchy and Pugmire uh, truce ceremony a few weeks back. They came from underground, the uh, from the sewers and old Borapa, up from the sewer grates. Uh, 
the king and his guard were, because of his guard was, was safe. Uh, Raja the Raja of Vermangard uh, accounted for quite a few dead. We went down into these caverns with Roger to chase after those that got away. That is where we encountered an even larger force with the Rat King. We were very lucky. And with a great help from the Ballista Fire and from a young lady who could be a Ballista herself, we were able to make that out. We came here. uh, We first journeyed to Seashell and then came here because we heard on the way that there was we had evidence from items we had found and from, to be quite honest, some bandits who had joined Federax forces or the memory of Federax uh, in the woods. We found out that they were going to strike at Gilograd first. So, of course, we sought to come here to let you know. So this Federax... He may be an idea, but is very strong, and he is sending messages through these arcane totems to his people. She she nods and she says, "You keep re- referencing Vermingard. Now you say you've had interactions with Roger the Rager. See, where, where is he? Where is the rest of Vermingard? Why did they send you? Now I." I mean, no offense. No, 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 they can. They have all, you you know the legends. They they were there, but it is only this Roger who still remains there in Vermingard and Borapa. He is becoming, much to his chagrin, much more of a, um, how you say, uh, uh, I I do not know this in your language. He is much more of a symbol than he is an actual force to them. The Vermingard has gone their separate ways. We were tasked to bring them back together because of this threat. One of them is rumored to be here. So we had two things to find here. To alert you of the attack. I am so sorry we were not here sooner. And also to find another member of the Vermingard to deliver a letter asking him to rejoin. Another member, you say? See? Here, on Gilligrad? That was the rumor. Was it more than just a rumor? We found him. There is a village outside of here. Mm. He, uh, he, gives the de- he gives about the, the general, he didn't catch the name of this city, but he gives like the general direction where it was. Uh, there were some people still, uh, there was an old hermit, they thought, that uh, was not leaving. We found this dog was able to, when the rats and other sympathizers attacked, he held his own very well. It is what I believe, and after talking to him, it is indeed Weiler of Vermingard. A, a Rottweiler that lives on the, the outskirts of the city? Of that, well, that town, see. Keeps to himself from what I heard a lot. Do you mean Duke? I think that well, he looks back to the rest of the group. Wasn't that the name we heard the uh, the farmer, the family uh, mentioned? Duke. Yeah, um, yeah. The the dog who lives up the hill near the farm. See, uh, is Duke. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. And where is Duke? He said he had some things to take care of, and will be joining us soon here in Breeze 
in the the, the breeze well. Hmm. Well, we'll we'll see if I don't doubt you. I don't doubt your story. I'm just hesitant. <laughs> I'm just hesitant to believe that our luck would be that great. I do. Uh, you might want to start believing really? luck because you're gonna have it. He's he's coming. We got a lot of bad luck right now. You best start believing in luck stories. Thank you. You got You're it. In one. <laughs> <laughs> um. So she she nods again and says, "All right, I would like you all to come with me. We're going to question this prisoner and find out what information they know. You fought against them. I would imagine your presence." might be enough to loosen their tongue. Especially Toby's. Ha! (laughs) (laughs) Um, She says something to one of the guards who takes up position behind her her seat, and she begins heading towards the direction of where they took the prisoner. Do you follow? Certainly. Dante steps in behind her so the um that's just dante though so i don't know what the rest of the people do i imagine they're following yes is that true yep. yes Gordon's gonna follow but from a distance from a distance yeah there's a song there be all <laughs> secret i follow too cool so there there is a building just to the left of the tent uh bigger than the the rest of the buildings on the uh on this tier of the the city, it, it it looks like it's some sort of it's like the the headquarters of the 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 town hall, as it were. And th- as you're you're walking through, it's just amazing to see how many people are here. Like they're doing their best to set up tents so the rain isn't just pelting them constantly. It's almost like a shanty town has been made inside the city. Now the the buildings around are full of people as well, like people who live in the city or in their own homes. But now they're getting the additional uh, populace of the entire island. So you know, it's room is at a premium, so to speak. The storm seems still unnatural, even on the on the, in the island itself, right? Oh yeah, this is a very unusual situation you can the 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 gutters are are running full there's constantly just like puddles like not even puddles at this point the there's just water on the floor like it's starting to raise a bit not to the point of flooding but you know the the harbor can only take so much um but luckily you know it goes out into the the ocean the levees aren't looking like they're gonna break or anything like that um so Captain Ursa takes you into this this built this this building and she immediately is followed by two guards who sort of get on either side of you to bring you through here. She goes through the main entrance toward and it looks like it's in like the the, the city hall area so it's this long room with uh just these these benches that are you know filled with people trying to find respite from the from the rain, and she takes you guys to the back room, down a set of stairs, and then finally what looks to be the jail. The jail is 
it's not big. There's maybe about 10 cells. And one, all of them seem to have been turned into living quarters. It looks like some of the volunteers for the, the, the guard are, t- have taken up residence inside as sort of their quarters since they don't fit in the barracks. But at the very far end is a single jail cell that two guards stand out in front with the cat now awake, sitting in the center, cross-legged, uh, with their eyes closed. There has been a gag shoved into their mouth. So Captain Ursa steps in front and turns and looks at the rest of you and says, I'm going to allow you all to question the prisoner first. Maybe the sight of you will be enough to get anything out of them. But if we seem to hit a roadblock with their cooperation, I am going to have to ask you to leave. Is that understood? Dante nods. Yes. I understand. Now, who would like to go first? So she nods at one of the guards who unlock the jail cell, and immediately they both draw their their swords and stand at the ready for this cat to do anything suspicious. Uh, Gordon, you said you're going to go ask questions? Yeah, I mean, unless... I think if I led and Dante, you closed, I think we might be able to get something out of him. A good cop, bad cop situation. Which one am I? The Andy. The bad cop. Gordon has a, a sort of younger brother likeness to him, so maybe he could sweet talk his way into oh, getting some sexy. information. Yeah, Offering. that's why I'm Offering bringing my hammer with me. I like this. All good right. plan, good plan. So you guys enter the cell? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So the the cat sits there watching the two of you. Its wounds have been tended to in a, you know, rudimentary fashion. There's dried blood on the scalp through the, the hair. And it just sits there glowering at the two of you as you enter the room, the cell, as it were. First. All right. <clears throat> Is he awake? Yes, you can see he is awake. He's okay. just staring at you. <laughs> She's going to kind of sit in front of him. Wow. You look like shit. I mean, he we really says- did a number on you. Um, but, I mean, at least they're taking care of you. You got all bandaged up and looking better than how we found you. He sits quietly because of the gag in his mouth. Yeah. That's okay. I like talking. And it's good to have someone here that'll listen. It's hard to find. Um, there, there's a lot of people here that are very angry with you. Uh, they don't, they don't really trust you. I don't. That's just why I'm going to kind of keep that gag in your mouth for just a minute of your time. Um, but, See, the thing is, is you are in a really tough spot right now. Really, really, really tough. I'm not looking. I'm looking around with you and I'm not seeing a way out of here. But you know what? There's a slight chance that that can change. If you cooperate with what's 
in store with you, uh, for you. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and take that little gag off your mouth. Uh, and we're going to have a little chit chat and hopefully it goes well. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and take off the, the gag. So you remove the gag and the cat allows you to do it, makes no movements. And then as soon as it's out of its mouth, he like, you know, moves his jaw around, um, licks his lips and then just sits quietly in front. Frank. Yeah. I am going to quietly pull a dagger out and have it ready to throw. Okay. Proceed Gordon. All right. Well, you saw what we did to you and your friends. So you know that if you do try anything, that's probably going to be the last mistake you make. He nods. Good. Now, like I said, you're in a pickle. I don't know much about pickles, but I do know a bit about apples. And trust me, you don't want to hear about that. But I'm... <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, the problem that you found yourself in could potentially be sl slightly, you know, lowered into a lighter problem for you. If you're willing to talk, and that's only if you're willing to talk. But if you don't say anything, if you don't cooperate, then it's just, you know what? It, it might get worse for you. And like I said, you saw what we did to your friends. The cat stares at you for a moment and then its mouth opens wide into a big toothy smile, you know, smiling, bearing all the fangs and says, I don't think that I'm the one in a pickle. I think it's you lot. And well, what makes you say that? Well, you haven't killed me yet. I imagine that might be soon enough, but I might be stuck in here with you, but soon you'll all be the ones that are prisoners. You talk with conviction like you're confident in that that's funny he nods yes it is funny well if that's the case then you just <clears throat> how about we try and get to know each other a little bit more see i have run across Everywhere. The seas, the land. Nearly died. Twice. But while in doing that, I've killed so many of you. And you're talking about this like we're going to be prisoners, like we're not going to fight. And you know what? Maybe the, the odds are stacked against us pretty high, not going to lie. There's a chance that we might not be able to make it. But you know what? What if we do? Mm. You gotta, you gotta look at both sides of this. Uh, real quick, can Gordon hear me from where I'm at? Oh yeah, you guys are really close. Okay, so I, I kind of, Gordon, I have a question for you. <sighs> yes. When do villains tell their game plan to 
the people that they are attacking or the people that they are trying to get rid of? When do they tell that? No? It's when it's already happened. Ooh, I don't know. They like to monologue, I hear. (laughs) They do like to monologue, but I have a feeling that this cat knows what he's talking about. And if they're saying what they're saying, we might already be in a trap. Is this being done over the uh, ladybug? No, he's or right next to me. T- the cat okay, can, I, the cat I, I can hear me. I don't would, care. Would oh, sense okay. motive do anything right now? I could also what do sense has said? Yeah, you guys can all roll sense motive. I'm gonna do that too. Beckett, I'm feeling generous. Wow. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'll do it. <laughs> Goddamn. No, I'm go- I'll, I'll try it. What the hell? I got so that's 18. a nat 20. 18, nat 20. And plus 3, so that's 23. Okay. Ooh, yeah. What was that, Dodger? 22 for me. 22. And Benji? 12. <laughs> okay. So, Good job. everyone, in- in- including Dante, Hell yeah. you get the impression that he is not lying by what he's saying. I mean, he could be, but he definitely, maybe he's lying to himself because he definitely believes what he's saying. Um, He rolls his back and you hear a series of satisfying pops from his spine. And he looks at you, Gordon, first, then at you, Dante. Are you very clearly holding the knife out, Dante? Oh, he it looks like he's just idly twirling it. So he, he like his eyes fall on that for a moment before drifting back to you, Gordon. And he tilts his head slightly to the side. and He says, how many people you got in these walls? Huh? You know, a couple thousand, maybe. Yeah, we'll go with that. Okay. I can tell you how many are coming to this island. Do you want to know that? Sure. It's not often that the villain exposes his own master plan. It's not much of a plan, really. It's throw as many bodies at us as possible, I believe. Ah, oh, like the Battle of Helm's Deep. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) You're breaking the fourth wall, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) He, uh, he, he chuckles a little bit. He says at this moment in time, crossing over that big blue ocean. (laughs) Bless you. Sorry. Sorry. I'm allergic to cats. (laughs) I'm allergic to cats. I'm allergic to cats. I'm sorry. Um, at this moment, Sailing across that big blue ocean. Federax has 20,000 soldiers ready to storm these shores and take this shithole of a city. Just so you can't have it. Have you ever seen 20,000 of anything? Does a rat king count? He chuckles a little bit. How many rat kings do you think you're going to see with 20,000 rats altogether? Well, the first one we killed pretty quickly. Hmm. He he shrugs his shoulders and sighs. So what you're saying is true. You have me by the uh, the short and curlies. But it won't be long before you'll be the ones stuck behind bars, 
metaphorically speaking, of course. Well, I will at least make a point to make sure you never get to see that. Dante, your turn. I'm going to just kind of rip my hammer and move to the other side of the room. Put the dagger back in its sheath and calmly walk in and sit down. You know, it's uh, interesting you said that uh, how many people are coming over for Federax. Last time I checked, uh, he was dead, and his skull is uh, currently resides in Vermingard headquarters in Borova. Quite a feat for something that's dead. He starts... His body starts shaking for a moment, and then the shaking turns to laughter. Or did he get a new vessel? (sighs) That's what you think. Why don't you just wait? He'll be the first one off that ship. Oh, really? Delightful. So that's why... Let's see. Uh, So they're coming over to Gilligrad. And then I imagine they move on where? The Boropah after that? The monarchies? Where? Oh, that? I'm not sure about that. Mm. So why... Now, I must ask. uh, I'm taking a wild guess here. You're originally from the monarchies. I mean, you certainly aren't from Pugmire. I know I'm not. Why fall in behind the promises of this corrupt rat who evidently is being pulled with strings by unseen ones? I don't know anything about these unseen ones you're talking about, but look at you. He like looks you up and down at your hat, and like your clothes and things, says, These people, you, people like you. Who cares about the people like me? Federax does. You really think people give a damn about me? I served in the first war. Do you see any medals? Do you see any riches? I have, I own what is on my back, Signore. That is all. I am... I am part of... I am simply yet another sword that is being held up against this. Just like you are another, well, maybe not sword, but your spells are being used in the name of the, fine, I will say it, Federax, or the memory thereof, if I might say. Once again, I am sure, as you said, we, the, 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 the point will be proven soon. But, so, you're by sheer numbers going to take a small island. What is the point of that? This is this is the grand scheme to take out an island where half the polar power won't even know it was is gone. He smiles. He says, "Back on your first point, maybe you're fighting for the wrong side. Then doesn't seem like you're respected or appreciated for what you do. Would you like to be?" Oh, signore. See, that is where you and I differ. You are craving respect. Signore, he takes out his dagger, I demand it by sword point. (laughs) You'd fit right in. 
Mm, Spike thought the same thing, too. He's dead now. That might mean something if I knew who the fuck Spike was. Uh, he was another delusional person that was uh, following the memory of a dead rat. You mean Spot? Spot, Spike, whatever. It's been years. <laughs> it's, been, it's been decades. So Spot, he- Spike. Listen, I don't keep up on dog names. You all look alike to me. No oh, offense. Yeah. <laughs> He shrugs his shoulders, and every every story needs to start somewhere. Why not Gilligrod? Why not mm. this place to show the world that Federax is here? Is that what the totems told you? He bristles. Oh yes, the wood totems. You know those effigies to Federax carrying his symbol with the messages in it. They did it for Boropa as well. We're starting to make quite a collection ourselves. But the interesting thing is sometimes, only sometimes they have that annoying the chitter speak. Mm -hmm. Such a difficult language to try to comprehend. It sounds like so many noises and scrapings. Tell me, my friend, do you speak the chitter? Is chitter speak? Hmm? No. No, I don't. Sense and motive. Okay. About goddamn time. 19 natural, uh, so modified 20. He is lying. Mm. I look back at CJ and just kind of shake my head a little bit. Hmm, you know, you talk a good talk. You don't lie very well. My papa. Now, he is, was, was, he was a liar. You, you don't hold the candle to him. So I'm going to ask you, so if you want to be helpful, you've been so great telling us about the great plans. Perhaps you might be able to help us translate a few things. Like I said, we've been collecting these totems off of dead Federax followers. Maybe you can go ahead and unveil some of these wonderful plans. Who knows? Maybe I might switch sides if it sounds like the wind is going that direction. Hmm? He sneers at you for a moment. He says, I'm not really feeling in the mood to read anything. I don't mm. have my glasses. Ah, your glasses. Uh, let's see. Uh, Capitano, uh, do you think you have the wherewithal here to perhaps encourage this man to uh, read or interpret some uh, things that we have? If not, I can think of several things. Captain Ursa nods and she gestures you and Gordon outside of the cell to come outside. You have a wonderful evening, Signore. Clank, 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 clank. Which one of you has the thing you wish to be deciphered? Uh, Mor- Morgan, you've got that, right? So Yes, I do. Okay, so Dante actually just nods a little bit towards CJ. So basically I'm keeping my back towards the uh to the captain of the cell and so I'm making a motion that only the captain would see uh pointing over to her. Got it. So uh Ursa turns her attention over to you, CJ. Hi. Uh <laughs> yes. Yeah and I, I hand it over to her. Like this is this is what they're talking about. Like, ever so to see, slightly. 
Do you see the letters? It needs to be heated up by fire. We have found, as you can see right now, that it appears. Uh, how you say it? it um, dormant. Yes. She she rolls it over in her hands a couple times and then holds the uh, the totem over a, a lit torch that's down there next to you guys. And after a moment, that faint green uh, text begins to form over it. She she nods, sort of like impressed, and turns to look at you all and says, head back towards the tent, the command tent. I'll be with you shortly. Dante just smiles and does a small bow to her and uh, starts to walk out. Does everyone else follow Dante? Yes. Yeah. I will make a point of smiling over at the cat in the cell and waving goodbye. The cat glowers, but soon his... Your vision of him is uh, filled with the massive form of Captain Ursa as she enters <laughs> the cell. Why don't we dance your date? <laughs> um, okay, so you you guys head up outside of the, uh, the the city hall, and you are all just out there with the crowds. And it's actually a little bit quieter than now. A sort of hushed tone has flown throughout the city and they all seem to be staring at something oh shit what are they follow their where they're looking what are they looking at you see standing in the center of the town with a large um just gap he he, he seems to be surrounded by people just looking at him is weiler oh thank god i mean thank man <laughs> oh, thank man weiler stands in the center awkwardly he's trying to move through people and it they, they keep moving aside from him and why they're staring is because he is wearing his old vermin guard armor what the, the sigil is emblazoned on his on his on his armor he over his shoulders he has what looks to be almost a cape that looks ceremonial um not not nearly practical at all but he he's wearing it for what you could assume is the image. He has filled out a bit over the years since last he put it on. So it is, it looks a little snug around the neck, but you know, that's not like the problem that Roger had. This is merely just, he's gotten bulkier from the, the years of manual labor. And he strides through the crowd the best he can, keeping his head high. And you can see he's heading towards that command tent. Can I run uh, towards him? People are just staring, staring. You wish to run towards I him? I want to run towards him and give him a hug because, Jesus, I thought he was not going to be here. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you immediately cut through the, the crowd and shoving people out of the way, I assume. Hell yeah. Um, and you get to him and you get him in the, like with a, straight in the side. You, you spear him like an old WWF move. Yeah. Uh, Goldberg. Yeah. And you you hear, uh, you hear his armor clank and he, he looks surprised, but he, he turns and just pats you on the head and says, I told you I'd be here. Possum. I didn't, I, I, I really didn't think that you would be here. Such a weight off my soul, my shoulders. Okay. Good, good, good. And it's kind of, I'm going to take this opportunity. Watching this. He, He hugs back. While that's going on, I'm going to lean over to um, Gordon and Toby and say, Gentlemen, 
I know we have had our differences before, and perhaps there's been a little bit of cat versus dog thing going on, but I have seen you two in battle, and I am impressed. But right now I'm saying that, points over well, that is a badass. Oh, yeah, I've... No, no, I've read the letters. He's... Mm-hmm. Well, oh, well, that, yeah, that's right. Grandpa Otis, I, I would just hear about everything he was doing. I mean, it's good. It's good to see him. How the hell did he put out my papa? <laughs> uh, so Weiler turns and looks at you and he um, he nods and says, where's Captain Ursa? The last time I checked, she was in charge of the garrison here. She still is. Uh, she's uh, entertaining our guest at the moment. He he nods and he immediately grabs one of the guards that are nearby, not physically, but gets his attention. And he goes, soldier, I need to understand the situation here. What are the numbers? What are we looking at? And you watch all of you as he slips into that commanding role that he what made him so famous and so and so important during the war. Ace relied on him to be the soldier to to be the one that dealt with the their allies and that understood military tactics and just he he was that was his role specifically and to watch him slip so easily into it and to look and see how uh respected he is just by standing there these these guards these soldiers these people around you all are are staring at him with with awe and they're looking at you now, especially you, CJ, as you're standing right next to him. But the, but the rest of you all, they're they're looking at you with that, even if it's not the same amount, uh, percentage of their respect and just inspiration that you're giving them. They they look to you and they see you now as the heroes that you actually are. I'm gonna turn to Toby and just whisper, "I'm gonna puke." I think I'm going to puke. If people don't start staring at us, I'm going to puke. I can't take this. Just, I'm just, just hide into your, just hide into your armor. And then, okay. Dante's going to move turn away from Gordon right now. <laughs> I'm just going to turn into just a, a breastplate of armor. <laughs> just, <I> just, <laughs> just, 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 um, or. <laughs> what were you going to do, Dante? Dante's going to go ahead and uh, hearing Gordon's comment, going to take a sidestep away from Gordon, just in case. <laughs> nice. Um, so the guard brings Weiler over to the tent. Do you follow? Yes. Y- yeah, I roll. You roll over. <laughs> uh, so he, he looks at the paperwork and he, he sits down behind the, uh, the table oh, and shit. he's, looking, he, he's, he's looking at the notes and everyone go ahead and give me a knowledge. We'll, we'll do history. If anybody has it. Knowledge oh, history. sure. What the heck? It might Seven. History's in the past, right? Yeah. 15. <laughs> I got a Toby. nat 20 plus my modifier. It's 27. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> Jeez. I got 10. 10. All right. So you guys have a every everybody but um well, Dante. I should just say yeah well Dante and Gordon both you guys just are kind of going like hell yeah this is tight you, you're not sure like if Ursa is going to be mad or not that 
you know, Weiler has taken over the, the spot right there. Gordon but, and Dante are going, ooh. <laughs> but Toby, you know that Vermingard, while not really recognized as part of the actual military, so to speak, is their ranking is always higher than even a general. Not that they would ever pull rank like that because they, they believed in like the rules, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But they were kind of given a uh, honorary member of, kind of thing. Yeah, situation. Now, CJ, what you know from your your studies and just knowing, looking up and reading about Weiler and all that stuff, and just being very he, smart, and just being very smart. Yes, that he was given he was given permission by the king himself that he was like the master of war on the field. He was. He he outranks just about everybody on the field. He was the everybody guy. in Vermingard. Yeah, everyone in Vermingard had that um that air about them. Mm-hmm. But Weiler was the one that took the most advantage of it just because he was the one who was commanding forces. Okay. So you know this isn't gonna be an issue. If Ursa knows who Weiler is and understands it, then this isn't a problem. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Weiler, looking over the paperwork, the crowd begins kind of getting closer and closer uh, around you guys. Just people standing, staring. The, this, again, the silence is over. All that you can hear is the rain hitting the pavement and the tent, and then the the thunder crashing over the overhead, lightning flashing in the distance, softly illuminating his face as he troubledly looks over this paperwork. And he 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 stops and he looks up at you all and he says. Let's get ready to win this. Hell yeah! Fuck yeah! <laughs> Dante actually gets a smile on his face and he nods and goes, see Thank you for listening to Dice Hooligans. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. All you have to do is search for Dice Hooligans. Thank you. Please rate and write a review. We would really appreciate it.